Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Dan Davis, the flip. No, it's flip. A, it's a co-flip. Because we're lucky enough to be joined by the Dad's Talking Shit podcast. Make sure you follow them at DTS underscore podcast. We got Franco Crowell and also our boy Ray Decatur joining me. I'm Kenneth Davis, and you know him. His name is... D, what's going on, everybody? Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Click on the link in the bio. Take you to everywhere you can find a podcast. Let me search for the D and Davis Show, D and Davis Flip, and Westworld Flip, all right? I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons1, D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. Kenneth on Twitter at that's Davis IG as well. Ryan Bukovsky, executive producer of everything that we do. He's on Twitter at Ryan uh, Ryan B Ski or Ryan B yeah Ryan B Ski and IG at Ryan B Ski one. And we got our guys Ray and Franco at the Dad's Talking Shit podcast. Make sure y'all follow them on Twitter at Dad. It's Dad Talking Shit, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. There yep. you go. Dad's Talking yep. Shit. All right, listen, uh, since we haven't talked to you guys since uh, the whole COVID-19 thing has popped up and we know you guys are correction officers, I thought the first thing we should talk about is what's going on inside of prisons, how it's affecting your lives, and also what's going on with the prisons inside of there, too. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. To be, to be uh, fortunate enough, uh, we was able to get out of the jail, but we still work for the sheriff's department. You know, we got all the things going on. Which is, you know, which is a blessing. But I think it's, it's, it was almost inevitable, inevitable for it to happen inside of prisons on correctional facilities, because you got everybody so close together in one section. It's easy to 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 keep it out, but it's also once they get in there, it's just going to spread like a wildfire. Mm. And like I said, I think it's because unfortunate because you know. Is is it's almost you can take every precaution that you can. It's just one one mishap, you know, and then you you're exposed to it. Mm. How long were you guys? So because I know initially it was you guys were working in there, and then it was to go on uh, to the sheriff's office. So when did you guys switch off to to work for the, the sheriff's office? And congratulations, one. But when did that take yeah, place? No. Hey, I, so I left and um, I switched over to the unit I'm in now in December. We still just. Uh, Sheriff's offices and everything, but I switched out to my unit. You December. you switched. You switched. Was it November or December? December. And I went a week right before him in November. So the Thanksgiving week is when I started. Was where I started in the unit I'm in. But we're both investigators. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we both. But we, I mean, we're they kind of are doing like the the, the, the pieces kind of thing. So now it's like you know because. People are getting sick inside the jail. People are getting sick where they shut everything down. So it's like compressed. Everything's, everything, everyone's focus is now on the, the main facility in 26 California. So you notice that they, like the courthouses are shut down, are like pretty much shut down. They're not really doing much court. They're actually doing video court from what I've noticed. Mm. Um, and they've moved deputies from the courthouses back into the jail to work the jail because mm. we're just calling off people are being sick. Yeah. Um, and then you have, you know, where they're also, uh, people want the release of people, you know, detainees out of the jail. So then, uh, you have, uh, units taking, you know, putting the detainees on house arrest. So there's like 3000 detainees yeah. house arrest at a this qu- point. A quarter of the jail population is on. Yeah. House which arrest. is insane because, there's 3,000 detainees, you know, yeah. pre who are, you know, able to be not roaming the streets per se, 
they're able to be on house arrest. Are they violent detainees or are they just, you know, uh, druggies or something? Just so I can know if I need to strap up. Uh, that's, the, that's the thing, though. You want to know that. first. <laughs> yeah, always. I would just say, you be, just use your own judgment as far as safety. I, I don't want to, uh, I can't really speak on what exactly who's getting put out, if they're violent or not. Mm. Um, but I would say just everyone's just be called precautions. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, 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 I bet it does. <laughs> don't know who on the streets, huh? So. Now, Bray, you was about to say something? No, I was just saying that um, that it's um, it doesn't matter. Like it could be a violent or a nonviolent person that you put back out, but it's just that history he have of being a criminal that you know they have the likelihood of recommitting. Right, exactly. Of re re recommitting the crime Whether, or a new crime. Right, or a new crime. They they it's. Statistically, has shown that when you put someone back out who is detained, who has committed a crime, will it's like seven percent chance that they will recommit uh, either the same crime or a new crime. So, yeah, my na- my neighbor in the, uh, behind me, uh, I was just taking out the garbage, and this must be about two or three weeks ago. And I think I think I told y'all, Ryan, I think I told y'all about this. Uh, but we was just talking, you know, saying keeping our distance. But he works down at the county too. I'm gonna get his get get his name because I hardly see the cat. But um, older guy, black guy, uh, kind of short, kind of stocky. And uh, I was asking him, like, You got hey, a social too, D? Hey, I just want to let him know. Maybe they might, they might recognize him. I don't know. Like, oh, man, that's, the, that's Tyrone. Tattoo on his neck. His <laughs> face. So, uh, but no, this is about two or three weeks ago when everything was, like, really, you know what I'm saying, starting to get ramped up or whatever. And he was like, uh, like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying, it's cool. Like, we got maybe, like, one or two guys. We kind of, you know what I'm saying, put them off to the side. I'm like, what about y'all got masks? Y'all got gloves? He was like, yeah, you know, we, I mean, but we all in there together. And I literally, the next week, I think I saw the article, and we might even talked about it. I think at that time, it was like 60, 60 people was, um, have been um, affected with the coronavirus. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's probably, probably in the hundreds now. 200. You know, just, 200? It's, it's about it's yeah. 200, 200 inmates and 200 uh, officers, which is crazy because wow. think about it. So Chicago has, I think, like 300-some cases, mm-hmm. but they have like – if I'm not mistaken, Chicago CPD has like eight thousand officers or five that five six thousand officers something like that. Mm-hmm. It's two hundred some odd sher- sheriffs uh, sheriffs office employees with this, and there's like twenty five hundred of us. So wow, the percentage is a lot higher. All right, whoa, that's crazy. But I, I've been I've been I've been following because they send out they shoot out emails every day with numbers. I've been every day, every it, day, yeah. And I haven't seen like a drastic spike. It's like, as they all saying it now, I guess the county has flattened the curve. Mm-hmm. But that's the numbers are staying like right around 200. It's not no spikes or nothing. But I'm 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 good to see the numbers that uh, recoveries are getting higher than the numbers right. that right. are sick. So right. that's a good thing. Right. I mean, we did like because uh, it was yesterday we laid uh, Officer Rivera to rest. Yeah. Um, so they went. They did emergency track a traffic over the radio for her uh, final call. Um, but she, she's uh, the big push that they've been having on the news lately of her passing. Uh, we did have one passing, but they don't, they can't, they, they're not saying it's from COVID, they're saying it's from natural causes. Um, and then uh, just yesterday, Merrill's Park had an officer that passed away from COVID. So mm. it's, it's affected. I mean, it sucks, you know. 
Definitely sucks. Man. Well, we definitely sorry. Dean Davis with the Dag Talking uh, Shit podcast. We got Ray and Frank on with us. Let's jump into the topics. Let's go. All right. So uh, the top Navy officer has recommended the reinstatement of the aircraft carrier captain fired for sending a fraught email to commanders pleading for faster action to protect the crew from coronavirus outbreak. Officials familiar with the investigation said on Friday, uh, Michael uh, Admiral Michael Gilday recommended that Captain uh, Brett Kozer be returned to the ship and said officials uh, who spoke to the condition of anonymity to discuss the results of the investigation have not yet been made public. And if improved, his recommendation would end the drama that uh, rocked the Navy leadership. And I mean, I think we all can remember seeing him walk off the ship and all the people on there cheering for him. For anybody who doesn't know the backstory, uh, he basically sent up the flag like, listen, it's really bad on this ship for these guys. People are getting infected. And his higher-ups got mad at him and said basically what he did was wrong. But, of course, the people under him felt that he was trying to save their lives. And now they're basically giving them back what they should have given him in the first place. Dude, it was like exactly. 700, 700 uh, crew members on that ship was it? Yeah. So it's kind of like crazy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to raise it up. Hey, y'all, this is what's happening. It's bad. The, 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 the worst thing about it is he had to go in his roundabout way because he knew – Dum dum in the office going, you know, saying pitch a pitch a bitch about it, mm-hmm. and oh man, yeah, it, it's crazy. Trump was all like, "Well, he had to be Ernest Hemingway. He had to write a letter." Like, motherfucker, it was five pages. Damn, you can't read five pages. <laughs> now we know why we fucked up. So, <laughs> you can't read five pages. So, you uh, read two since, yeah, you, exactly, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Holy. So it's good to hear Ken that that guy's he's uh, he's getting his gig. Well, possibly going to get his gig back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's from a lot of internal pressure. Uh, I, I, I would think, y'all, that Trump has a final say so. So, I mean, he is I mean, the chief of all the military. So, I would think I mean, so. Yeah, but I don't think that I personally think that he'll get reinstated. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like, yeah, Trump has the final say so, but you have to understand, like, I mean, like, he he also has to understand that uh, there's a lot of people that, that make his life easier. Mm-hmm military decisions mm-hmm. and hey, yo you need, you need to put this dude back in like they can make his life a lot harder mm-hmm. military decisions you know what i'm saying like it's it's the point yeah i i i, I don't know i then I, I just i just feel he was just speaking up for his people man yeah. anybody, yeah. anybody with a military with rank in military and or with that background even in law enforcement they're looking out for their people they want the best for their people well, they're going to speak up for their people you, you would hope they all <laughs> <laughs> In general, the majority, the majority right, right, do. Right. We get those more than the others, but and I just think he he gets back what's owed to him, man. That's that's all it is. Yeah, you can't blame the man for wanting to actually, you know, bring attention to something that was happening that was a, a problem. I mean, it, obviously these people were under his command, and he wanted the best for them, and he noticed he wasn't getting that, so that's why he put the letter out, and people got they got they they got in their feeling pants. And, I mean, it's off topic, but I think it's, I feel the same situation about what, what they did with Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy, you know, speaking up and like, no, I'm not going to go with this uh, hush-hush stuff and keep stuff, sweep stuff under the rug. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real. Yeah. Facts. No, we definitely need stuff like that, especially right now. I mean, it was a report that came out talking about they wanted to push the hydrochloroquine, whatever they call it. They wanted yeah. to flood. They wanted to flood New Jersey and New York with it. It well, sounds like that sounds like some Nino Brown fucking UFC type shit. We gonna flood exactly. the market. Everybody gonna get on this shit. We're gonna die in. That's, I so I did my little research 
ish about it. You know, with everyone talking about this whole, you know, everybody's focused on this whole five G uh, uh, conspiracy. Yeah. So what I found was that Dr. Fossey, as well as Bill Gates, uh, have stock in the whole antibody and the uh, vaccine situation. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we try to see Trump has this whole, you know, uh, uh, he has stake in the uh, production of this particular drug. So it, 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 it you know, a lot of people are like, well, wow, you know, this is really weird. But then I start thinking about it, like, it's not weird. It's me about to make some money. I mean, yeah, people die for it, but I'm about to make some money off of it. Especially right. not making money anywhere else. The stock exchange is kind of, you know, tanking. Yeah, yeah it's tanking. Nino yeah. Orange. Nino yeah. Orange. <laughs> Trump trying to get the juice now, that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After several recent cancellations due to the spread of coronavirus, uh, the Ultimate Fighting Championship UFC has announced its comeback with a three-car fight. The UFC, said, <laughs> the, the UFC <laughs> said the events will be closed to the public and will take place only with essential personnel in attendance. Health and safety protocols will be in place to ensure the safety and well-being of all individuals who are helping to make these events possible. The Florida State Boxing Commission Executive Director Patrick Cunningham said in the uh, feature for UFC uh, events coming in May. Florida is to continue to build strong coll- collaboration with the UFC that sets the foundation for more opportunities. And we hope the UFC will choose us to host uh, more fights in our states in the upcoming months. So here we go again with Dana White. What you think, Ken? Uh, they need to sit their asses down. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, you sweating, you breathing. Um, you have to train. I mean, see, the thing is this. And we haven't heard this with the UFC. I know initially with Fight Island, we did hear about kind of the NBA, the NFL model of isolation, taking people away. We kind of did hear about that. But they're down. They're just going to be down in Florida. Your train is where you train at. Uh, so just talk about different places where you can catch this infection. Then you guys come together and spread it. I mean, listen, dude, just chill out. We all want sports to be back. But I need this bad boy to go away so I can get back into these streets because I'm going a little bit. I love my family. But I'm a little stir crazy in this joint, so I, I, I really, I mean, I want to see, <laughs> I want to see fights. Um, but for me, again, my last point: to entertain me, I don't need to risk anybody else's health to entertain me. I mean, I, I just need to find something else to, to preoccupy myself with. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, uh, you know what's kind of interesting? You bring the fact up is in Florida, and we saw the WWE. They got the essential, um, the essential mm-hmm. tag. Like, hey, yeah, it's cool. And where is it? It's in Florida. So, Florida. <laughs> go ahead. You just you just gonna bring everybody to that one state? And it's crazy, man. It's ridiculous. Florida is the whole my beer of the United States. Facts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They just they just they don't listen yeah, to nobody. <laughs> They just do every fucking thing that like, oh, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, well, watch me. I'll do it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb. And like, it's just, I, I, I've hated Florida for many years just because of the humidity. But it's just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy too, Ryan, the simple fact they have a lot of older people down there. And you would think that they would not want to do anything to kind of put in jeopardy their um their citizens population. but i think yeah population yeah but i think isn't florida's cases like on the rise too if i'm not mistaken yeah i don't think they peaked or come close to peaking yet. i saw their governor bragging about three days ago that what the numbers were projected that they're way below okay. and that and he was saying look at us now and we really didn't shut down the state so their numbers i'm not saying that they may not become higher 
but they're no, they're lower than the projections. But that's kind of been with everybody because I mean, and again, I'm this is I hope it stays like this. But you know, we was here for uh, about three weeks ago that we were going to be about hundred thousand. Now we just crossed fifty the other day. Mm-hmm. So the projections outside of New York are lower, I believe, uh, than what we're expecting New York and perhaps Michigan due to Detroit well, and stuff I mean, like that. You got to think about it too, like New York got hit, and then like when New York got hit, everyone was like, oh. This is serious. Yeah. They start taking the precautions. And, I, you know, um, and also you got to think about, too, a lot of people are not being tested or they just don't give a fuck and they're not going to get tested. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't get the proper numbers until everyone's, you know, consistently getting tested. Like I, I think uh, I just found out today that Prisker had been talking. His whole thing was he won 10,000 tests for this for our state, you know, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. We had, what, 19,000 yesterday? Yeah, something like that. So, like, yeah. he wants... I mean, the more testing you get, the more data you're going to get, the more uh, your numbers are not going to be uh, skewed. So, but to me, if Florida's talking about lowest, I don't, I honestly think that everyone in Florida is like, man, fuck it. And they don't really get tested. I don't think anyone, because they shut, I remember Florida had the drive up testing when they were doing drive up testing and then they stopped, they, they shut them down. Oh, I don't remember that. Damn. What? So, because nobody was going. Because nobody was going. So, how the, you know, like, yeah, so cool, awesome. Like, blow smoke, blow more smoke up my ass about that we have a low number when you're not testing nobody. <laughs> you don't give you're not caring about testing nobody. Ryan, hmm. what are your thoughts on fucking Florida? <laughs> <laughs> well, the governor is best friends with uh, old 45, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 45 is calling for anybody, any of his uh, influencer politicians out there to get this country back and going whether it's sports whether it's business whatever you know that he's trying to they are talking about having baseball there they're talking about having basically every sport there on top of it to go along with wrestling that we've talked about the last few weeks that that was deemed essential business so i mean if anyone is going to be pushing the envelope to get things i guess back to normal it's going to be the states that are traditionally red and then some of these states that have guys like trump's goonies in there that are trying to get things going for the president real quick uh still on topic but to a side note of another state uh georgia opening it up and trying to kill us with the barbershops beauty beauty salons and the bowling alleys and just think we were this close to stacy abrams getting that job and not trying to kill black folks and this vote suppressing ass motherfucker I mean, Same for anybody, Florida. another friend of forty-five. If it, I know anybody that needs to get their tap finished right now is out of their fucking mind, to say the least. Stay your asses at home and do not be the black guinea pigs that they're trying to make you become. Exactly. Dude, it was a black lady on uh, she's on CNN, I believe, and she was talking about she has she has a, a beauty shop, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's going to be kind of crazy. We can't do any kind of social distancing when I'm like uh, doing someone's hair. Like we all gonna wear masks, we will wear gloves, but like I, I can't have a six foot, you know, saying separation when I'm doing somebody hair. And I'm thinking like, well, sister, I, but. I mean, we got to put everybody, we try to put our shoes, our feet in other people's shoes. Like, okay, this is her business. She got to get paid. Some money. She got to get paid. I agree with that. But it's kind of crazy at the same time. It's like, you know, you raising your risk of getting that Rona and how it's been affecting black people and brown people crazy. So it's kind of like, I guess you got to do what you got to do. But at the same time, like, man, you got to think about this one, sister. I think that, uh. Make some house calls. <laughs> it's still dangerous. Yeah, you're going to, <laughs> yeah. going to the house. Well, what you saying? I've been like, like I've been hearing more people doing. I've been hearing 
but I've been hearing that barbers and beaut- uh, beauticians have been doing house calls instead of mm-hmm. being like in a contra- kind of like being in a, a big room or you know what I'm saying a beauty shop or a barber shop. It's a whole bunch of people coming in. At least they got that one person in. You can control that environment. There's been like reports of like two or three barbers that have died from doing house calls. Dude. Oh shit! Fuck Dude, everything I, I just said. Dude. Yeah, fuck everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everything that came out of your mouth. Hey, listen, my guy just said, my, "Don't risk yourself," but then go to the house. Wait a minute. My guy, he told me he was we was doing like a Zoom call, just you know, catching up. And he was like, "Yeah, man, my barber came over to my crib and I got a haircut." And I was like, damn, that's what they doing? He's like, yeah, they're making a house call. But dude, my barber won. Hey. He, he cuts out of his house. I ain't got to right? worry about that no more. Look, I need hey, a cut. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm about Me to too. do it, man. I'm, I'm, yep, yep. I need a cut. My forehead big enough. so I, I, That's why I got my head on. Y'all, y'all would not see this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Well, go ahead, Ken. I'm not getting a cut. I mean, because I know that basically in his house, and mind you, I think I already had COVID back in December or January. Mm-hmm. But still, the risk to other people is what I'm still concerned with. And we don't even know if you can get it again. That's the new hustle is if yeah. you can get it again. So, listen, at first, I told him last time I seen him because I got a haircut when it first happened, uh, me and Kenson. I was like, man, maybe I'll see you in three weeks or a month. I'm about to figure out how to do something old school, high school, and cut my own hair. But I know from how many people, because he stays busy. And that COVID has probably been in his basement because he has all types of people at different from different walks of life in Chicago coming to his house to get a cut. And I know for, what's the point of me sheltering in place and then I blow it because I'm just go, I need to get a haircut. Like that's oh, where- time wasted. Yeah, it's like, I may as well just be out doing reckless shit then. It, you know, so it, regardless, yeah. listen, I know you want to get your shit done or whatever for that. And I know beauticians and barbers need to make money because that's the only way my man makes his money. You know what I'm saying? He takes care of his whole house he makes. So I know he has to keep hustling and you want, him, you want people to be able to eat. Now, luckily we're not in those situations, but if I was, I would probably have to go out here and do what I need to do and just be like, well, maybe I'm young enough that if I do catch something, I'll be able to get over it. But I mean, people are starving out here. It's not, it's not as easy as it sounds to just see your, see your way of life just go to shit, basically. You know, and it's, it's not easy. So sometimes, now, there are some people out here just being reckless for the sake of being reckless. But there are some people that if they're not out there, their family's not going to eat or their lights are not going to be on. Right. So they have to be outdoors right now. Well, this is what it comes into the government being able to actually send out some funds. It's our tax money. You know what I'm saying? Maybe send out the money so we can take taken care of and sending that, sending that shit to fucking Ruth Chris and Harvard got to send money back and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it. the money's going to the wrong place. Yeah, think about exactly. that Harvard yeah, I, I, was, I was just about to say that. that you have, you, think about how many people we have inside this country and how many of us actually pay. You just, just say you take, you have 100% of people in the company and the company. Well, we are a company, but you have 100 percent people, in the and you take I say ooh, let's say sixty five percent of their taxes, right? Sixty five percent of people that actually pay taxes on everything. We pay taxes on everything that we mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. pay taxes on yearly, like annually, monthly, daily. We pay taxes. How is it you can't give us money to survive? There you go. There you go. The money going to the wrong places. Yeah, it's in all the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what's happening. And that's the one thing I, I will say. I hope this kind of like opened people's eyes. I don't know if y'all saw the video of the um, the white guy up in uh, New York. He was a fireman with something. And he was yes. in his car and he he's was just a, he's ranting. A detective. And you're a detective. Yeah. Okay, you're a cop. Man, he was just going off, but he was speaking the truth. Like, how the fuck? Like, why are you having these people still paying their mortgage? Put that shit at the back end. Uh, yeah, I saw and, that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, this is our money. We pay these taxes. 
It's our fucking money. Send the money back to us. We need it right now. But as we just said, man, it's in the wrong hands. It's going to the wrong places. This is one thing that turns people off from government. This is one thing turning people off from politics. Uh, this is it's it's just. But I'm hoping that it's opening up people's minds and eyes. Like, okay, this is why you should go vote. This is yeah. why you should stay right. Uh, right. politically active. Figure out what's happening with your money and with your life. Because if you don't, the Rona gonna get you. Gonna be dead. Yeah. Plus, uh, drink bleach. Plus, think about the coincidence <laughs> with Trump coming in. <laughs> Will you say that again, Ryan? Uh, plus, with the coincidence of Trump coming in, like he came in, he slashed programs across the board in yeah. every avenue. Think about mm-hmm. how much money that was taken away and spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of these places and programs don't even have money to try to help us during a pandemic. Tax nope. cuts, tax cuts, all that money going to the rich folks, and motherfuckers out here struggling even if you have this a small is, business struggling just to get this, by this is the grossest version of capitalism it is what we're living right now and it's it's really fucked up because you have a, a country that we like for us to be a, a a country the way we are we don't even have like we're all paying for healthcare. there's other countries that are way worse than us that, are, that, don't, that don't pay for health care mm-hmm. it's just it's mind-boggling yeah. mm-hmm. It's fucked up. You can say it. Yeah, I'm thinking right. now. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. Up. I mean, like it's it's. It, I mean, but the thing is, too, we we. It's funny now that there's a focus point in 45, but this shit has been fucked up for way longer oh, than years. that. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we should have we should have tried to take control of this shit to people back then, but we're so fucking lazy and just want to be told shit rather than having to actually investigate something. You know, right. it's, it's easy right. to see a, hear, hear a talking point, but like, okay, I'll take that side, where rather than trying to find out what's really behind that point and why that person is saying that, it may not be for the reason that you actually believe. Like, But we love to just be fucking dum-dums on our phones and not pay attention to shit. Like, that's, it's a, that's, that's the new drug, and we act like it's not set up like that on purpose to keep us from watching what's really going on behind the fucking curtain. Right. Yeah, right. And Ken... When you think about, like, there are some people behind the scenes in government that are thinking forwardly. We did a story a few flips ago with space getting their own division now in the military. How many movies have we seen of outbreaks? How often has this research been that a global pandemic could always happen? How many diseases did we see, whether it's HIV, SARS, or any of the others come through with us? Man, you know, if that thing mutated, we'd be effed. Mm-hmm. And nobody at all had any foresight whatsoever on a potential global pandemic, even though we've seen plenty of cases where it could have been that way. Facts. Yeah. I mean, Obama was talking about it five years ago. Five years ago. And mm-hmm. de- depending on how you, how you think he, uh, he's involved in it, um, you got your man up there uh, in Microsoft. He's been out there trying yep. to vaccinate the world. Yeah, even though Bill Gates. Bill Gates mm. talked about it a while back too. Mm, Bill Gates. Get up with them. Hey man, <laughs> follow, follow the money. Yep. Follow the money. Do take right. us out. All right, we're gonna come on back. We'll take a break from the flip. Come on back. Have some more fun with the Dad Talking Shit podcast. D and Davis, the flip. We are back. All right, and as Ken said, in our COVID formation. Uh, joining us today is the Dad's Talking Shit Podcast. I got Franco and Ray. Uh, man, glad to have y'all back on here. We're going to some, uh, some more of these crazy topics, man. 
right. Oh, I was yeah. watching. I was actually watching this. I was work. Well, we all, for the most part, we are lucky enough we can work from home. I was sitting at the table, um, and I had CNN on, and the most bad shit, craziest shit happened. And I just watched. Actually, I walked away after twenty minutes. I went until after. I was like, "You need to go downstairs and, and watch what I just watched because Las Vegas Mayor is fucking out of her mind." Oh yeah. And she's, oh. <laughs> but I was like, she's one of the nicest ladies though, but she's out of her gore. Do you not have any sense of responsibility if you're calling for something to at least try to work to make it I speak, as okay, safe as possible? I speak with the owners of our city casinos every day, almost. And they're all in such pain of having to furlough or let everybody go in the casinos. Yeah, I'm sure These the casino owners are very sad. Our, I get that. Well, no, they, they're very sensitive people that care about their employees and having shut down the businesses here. These are people, not the strip hotels, that's under the jurisdiction of the county, our unincorporated county. Our jurisdiction here, City I'm sure, Las yeah. Vegas. My heart doesn't, I and mean, so, casino owners, no. I'm sure they're, you know, they're probably doing okay. It's, it's the people who are, you know, working on the floor who are the ones who are going to become infected uh, and potentially well, die. No, you're talking disease. I'm talking life. I'm talking life and living. These are people okay, who have had to no abandon. Well, it maybe doesn't to you. It does to us here in Las Vegas. So, Enzo uh, Cooper had, extend, had an extended interview on Wednesday with Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman, uh, who was calling for casinos, hotels, and restaurants to reopen in the city, given a rich, the wretching loss of jobs and revenue. The CNN anchor, however, had a lot of questions over just how wise such a move would be at a moment, at this moment and how it will work. At one point, Cooper showed uh, a report from China, from Chinese researchers that outlined how the virus spread in the restaurant. She, I remember she's like, this isn't China <laughs> that she injected. And he was like, wow, wow, that's really ignorant. That, that, that's ignorant to say. <laughs> and then the interview went off 15 minutes with Goodman defending her cause for reopening, but also arguing that it's not up to her to determine how businesses necessarily do that and what practices they should use. She basically said she's not an expert in that. Cooper asked her uh, about the risk of reopening public spaces like casinos where people will be in close quarters, also recycled air. Uh, he asked, don't you, doesn't it sound like a Petri dish? She said, it sounds like, she said, it sounds like you're being alarmish. And he said, I'm not, but it went on and on. Yeah. Uh, she was misinformed. Uh, this isn't the only like batshit crazy Las, uh, Las Vegas mayor I've seen in my life. There's been a couple before. They always seem like they go for the, the, the wacko, unfortunately. So again, this is a nice lady. She was very nice when she was trying to defend herself. But it was ridiculous that she was saying, listen, she, she also said that the market would dictate through COVID what what uh, businesses survive? So she was like, if your business isn't necessarily cleaning itself up properly, then it's going to close, and then market's going to dictate. And it's just you're, she wasn't reflecting on the lives or at risk. Like you, everyone's focusing on the the capital, and I mean the gains financially. And of course, we're adults; we know that we're in a recession. Like y'all can you could you could you can lie to yourself if you want to. They haven't necessarily said it. It was coming anyway, all right? Obama prolonged it. Even if you don't like him, Trump further prolonged it. But it was going to happen to this next president. It was a recession. And this is going to be even harder. We may be closer to a depression because no, when has the, when did we just shut everything down like that? But in saying that, and we know we have to reopen the markets, still people's lives are more important. Yeah, listen, my, uh, my buddy uh, Clarence, he's out there in uh, Vegas. And uh, actually, he's running for a state rep position. Uh, he was on CNN. He asked a question to... Um, Bernie Sanders and someone from the Democratic uh, Party out there reached out to him like, hey, man, yeah, you'll be a good fit for this role. So for this position, 
Uh, so he's actually out there campaigning. But mm-hmm. before that, he had been telling us, like, man, our Mary is crazy. I'm like, really? He's like, man, y'all just don't know. So when I finally started, finally started getting more, she started getting more national attention, I would hit him up like, dude, did she just say this is like, this is the, this is the crazy lady you been talking about? I was like, yes. And then that Anderson Cooper interview dropped. I'm like, wow, this woman is wild. I, I couldn't believe half the shit she was saying. The, the whole thing about the 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 the, uh, the diagram with the in, in the restaurant in the Chinese restaurant uh, or, or, or over in China uh, that was crazy. But also too, she was like, "Well, listen, that's what they're supposed to do. I'm just the mayor. The lady. That's right. You're the mayor. You're supposed to you're supposed to figure this stuff out." He's like, "I don't own no casinos. I wish I did." But, I don't own them, but what one thing uh, I did learn, and Anderson Cooper kind of alluded to, he kind of slid it in there. She has no authority over the strip. No, nah, the county does. The county does. So I was like, well, thank God. But I was watching MSNBC, and it was uh, Stephanie Rule, I think is her name, mm-hmm. and a guy who owns uh, some casinos down there. He was like, man, she's been talking crazy forever. I don't know what's going on with her. And then he stopped talking. He stopped, uh, he stopped saying something for, for a second. And then he was like, she either cut this shit out. It was something. <laughs> <laughs> or like, she full of shit. <laughs> it, was, it was something along those lines. And the host was like, whoa. And he said it twice. And I'm like, this man, this pit, he's upset. So yeah, man. But he, say he, but he said he wanted them still to be closed. Yeah, he was okay. like, we can't do this. He's like, we cannot open up. Like, no, like she need to cut this shit out. Like, stop, yeah. stop saying this shit. You open up, it's gonna crash harder than you know. It's gonna, exactly. it's gonna, it's gonna tank. It's gonna tank hard and fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Think about it too. Vegas is a hot spot. I mean, mm-hmm. goes to Vegas mm-hmm. everywhere. It's not like Vegas is just some place that Americans like to go. Mm-hmm. Right. I I have played craps with many of people from other countries, especially China, inside of Vegas. I was wondering you gonna get to that part. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been to Vegas before, listen real quick. I'm sorry. To I went to Vegas when SARS popped off. Right. Me and the old lady, me and the old lady, right? We step in the casino, we like, whoa, right? Because at this point, we don't know, you know, it's a, I hate to, not to be racist or anything, but it's always that uh, stereotype of, you know, sometimes Asian people like to gamble, black people, we like to gamble too. Like, even if you go to casinos over here. But we stepped in, I was like, what was I? Damn, the sauce is so finished, And I always tell the story when we left, because we went to Los we went to Los Angeles afterwards and we ended up leaving from the international airport. And we went to the airport and it was like, damn, there's some sauce up in this joint. So going Franco to your point, yeah, you, you go be in that casino with you that are. with that Wuhan for real. It, it, it's legit. Like I, I had I made a lot of money off of side bets from Asians throwing dice on crap tables. It's just <laughs> it's the way I like. So you have to blow on the dice. No. <laughs> uh, listen, we none of us are racist. We're just joking. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. A little bit of that roller. Right. <laughs> let, me get a, let me get a sprinkle of that Wuhan. Nah, it's just so. Yeah. To your point. Yes. Vegas. No. No. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. seriously, no. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and it's a cool would say, like, man, that's like a, a Petri dish. It's kind of like the AC right. going around and just pe- so many people. Talk, you, who, I mean, how many people, you know, um, especially the older people, older ladies, uh, I mean, you just see older ladies hitting the slot machines. Every time somebody coming to touch them things, it's or, or hitting the little buttons, whatever like that. And that's mm. all it takes is this one encounter and boom. You know, unless you go, you you don't wash your hands or anything like that. 
It just feels like it's, no it's one's very easy. It feels like no one's seen the movie Outbreak. No one's seen Contagion. Like no one is aware that it literally takes one fucking person to yeah. fuck up everything. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was kind of scary is this uh, the pandemic uh, documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, that was that was. Yeah. I still gotta watch that. I haven't like, watched it. My wife was watching. I had to leave. I'm like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> I'm going back. To That's sleep. how I'd be. We supposed, we supposed to be watching Ozark, babe. You want to watch this shit? No. <laughs> D and Davis. Right now, we got Ray and Franco from the Dash Talking Shit Podcast. Make sure you follow that show at DTS underscore Podcast. Uh, so, real quick, for months, Joe Biden has argued that under pressure and political duress, Donald Trump may pursue increasingly extreme measures to stay in power. In November, Biden said that he feared that as uh, the walls close in on him, he becomes more erratic. And I'm genuinely concerned about what he may do in order to try to hold on to office. In January, Biden fretted. He still has another nine to 10 months. God knows what could happen. And Thursday, he added some urgency in his warning, suggesting that Trump might try to delay or otherwise disrupt the election. Mark my words. Mark my words. I think he's going to try and kick back the election somehow, come up with some rationale as why it can't be held. Biden said at the fundraiser, according to a news media pool report, Trump, he suggested, is trying to let the word out that he's going to do all that he can and make it very hard for people to vote. And that's the only thing that he thinks is possible. When we are, you already know, they talking about the negotiations right now. Republicans live to suppress the vote anyway, which is so un-American in general. And you know, in some of these states, they don't want to have that, that the mail-in vote. And then let's go back to Florida and the Gore-Bush run when they was out in the swamps and it was like, man, it's like a box of, a ballots out and there's a box of ballots out here. Dude, they are going to suppress the fuck out of this vote. If you now, don't know that, go ahead. I believe, Ray D, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I say something like this? To you, I, I remember saying something. You said a lot, a lot of things to me, brother. <laughs> right, I, I, I do say a lot, of, a lot of fucked up shit. I believe I, I mentioned to you and, and and to a bunch of other people that that Trump is going to figure out a way to not leave office. Yeah, I think you did though. It showed. He's shown it, and and the way he talks, the way he's been, and it's just it's just it really what this. Whole lockdown, this whole pandemic is what is showing me and my own conspiracy theory thoughts is that this is the perfect out for him to be like, yeah, no, I'm not going. Because at first I'm thinking like it's going to take force to remove him out of office. I'm thinking he's going to like like the election's going to happen. Yeah, military. Yeah, and then you're like, hey, getting the fuck out. Yeah, and then he's going to be like, no, nah, no, nah, come take me and with all this militia. But now it's a public public health concern, public safety. I'm not holding elections. We're going to push this back. And of course, the Senate's gonna vote for it. Well, he still got the House, though. Yeah, he still got the House. They still the House ain't gonna the House ain't gonna vote for. It. It's gonna be hard for him to try to pull that that itch off. Go ahead, D. See, my whole thing is it still come down to the actual states, and you have a lot of states that still have obviously Democratic mayors. Also, too, you have some governors, some Republican governors out there. The Republican governor out there in Maryland. He ain't a big fan. I don't think he's a big fan of Trump, and I think Trump don't really too much care for him either. So you're going to have a few, you're going to have some governors out there like, hell no, we still doing it. Even if you want to go out there and push around the governor of North Dakota, South Dakota, and fucking Oklahoma, whatever like that, the majority of this country is going to have the election. So I, I don't know. I think he's going to try something, but I don't think it's going to get to the point where he's going to be successful and trying to stay in office. And I, I keep saying this. You talking about you want to see a revolt? You want to see a revolution? Let that motherfucker go in and try. Like, I, I ain't moving. 
Yeah, yep. it's going to be some table flipping then. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I don't try to suppress the votes. It's going to be, I see that. You definitely going to try that. Listen, the militias are with him, though, D. I'm just saying that. And it was, the and people, these Democrats don't flip enough tables, D. Well, mm. They want to they talk about it. You know, the militia out there with the thing thing strapped on right there. Right? He got, that's crazy. Yeah, he, got oh. them, he got them real go-getters. All right? Them real go-getters. I ain't putting nothing past anybody. I'm just saying. Look, we've been saying that since before. I mean, as, as Franco was saying, that's one thing that we've been talking about that they was going to have to probably force him out. But he's basically said it. He's basically like, you know, I may run the three times. Like it was like, damn, son, who is your Teddy Roosevelt? Dude, I think he, I think he's honestly worried about getting, we're getting caught by jail, getting get put in the clink. Yeah, because, that's why. Because Mullet said at the at the at the hearing, they was like, can he be, you know, saying charged or kind of get looked at after he's out of office? He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, he said it multiple times. That's what it was dude, all about. Dude is worried about going to the clink, as you would be too. Yeah, and that and that uh, was the South District up there in New York. Yes, I don't think they, they, they don't care. They, they have. Around. They don't fuck around, and I think they want to go after him because I think because the majority of New York hate his ass. They are oh, going man. after him, D. I'm just saying. I'm talking. About, I'm talking about when he get out of office. That's what I'm, I'm saying. He's oh. very worried about that. Hey, that man get out of office. We might not even see him again. It's gonna be a moment to Russia. It's gonna. You know what? <laughs> The, 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 my my one thing about why uh, necessarily removing for office impeaching didn't work and the frustrating aspect is the threat of him always running again because he's going to use that and that's going to be a threat like you know what I may run on you bitches this year and it's going to be like oh here the fuck we go again and rather if he had been impeached he's like nah motherfucker you can't have this office anymore like that just and just think about the pull and the gravitational pull he's going to have when he leaves and the amount of people that are going to be following him watching him on Fox it's going to be cra- and he's not even going to be able to be held by office because in some ways someone could come along and be like just like Fauci and be like yeah this motherfucker is lying right like once he's out of office there the, the, the people that can speak to the truth aren't going to be around to invalidate the bullshit that he spews out of his fucking right. mouth right he can just be a, a talking point on Fox News mm-hmm. Rand radio, Paul radio show and- yeah <laughs> yeah Rand Paul is goofy all right <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, CD Lamb was sitting next to his girlfriend, uh, Crimson, oh, Crimson Rose, when she grabbed his phone and he was walking to the, uh, well, he was talking to the Cowboys on the other phone. Without missing a beat, Lamb snatched that bitch out of her hand properly. Um, <laughs> Rose said she wasn't snooping. Uh, Rose said his agent was FaceTiming him while he was on the phone, and uh, she said, I was going to do the girlfriend thing and answer it. It also came out. Well, he no, you don't got to put that girl's business out there. If you're about to go to, I don't know what you're about to say. What? No, 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 no. Okay, uh, okay. No, uh, CD Land came out and said he sent a tweet. I was talking about now. Nah, you know, CD yeah, it wasn't like that. It wasn't yeah. like that. Put that shit out. She want to be nosy on on national television. Put that bitch out there. Damn, all that. No, she used to mess with Trey, Trey Young. All right, you got it. There you go. Oh. If she'd have seen something that she didn't want to see, she would have been. Ultimately embarrassed. Like, why put yourself in that position, though? She what? Did you see her face after she did it? Yeah, because he snatched that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she probably was worried about that backhand coming. Yeah. Oh, don't, do, him. don't do don't do like, His mama. Him. His mama. You his mama, mama was right there, there like, bitch. I told you about that hoe. <laughs> right. She should have been here in the first place. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it wasn't just his girl that was having. Uh, 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 moments uh-huh. on the draft. There were multiple guys who got picked on television, and their girls was in some epic 
fashion. Like they got, like they the ones that got drafted. Isaiah Simmons from uh, Clemson. Simmons. Woo, woo, son! You won twice. You, I, you already won that draft, but you, you won that one too, brother. Woo, Lord! Woo, that's a listen. That's good. That's that's good. COVID stay at home right there, boy. That was that was a that was great publicity stunt right there. Yeah, but she was waving at the this camera. Body right here. Hey man, she was waving at the camera, making sure everybody saw her. Ah, uh, she looked, you know. And then you had the, my my favorite. Cause she got she got uh uh, uh snatched uh, up. Ooh, uh, uh Isaiah Wilson's girlfriend. She was cut. Oh, you couldn't oh, even yeah. see his face. Yeah, you saw all of her face, and then you obviously you see uh his mama snatch her up, and she's like fighting. Which yes, I, I personally <laughs> want to know how, what happened oh, yeah, yeah, when the cameras yeah. left. Because, oh man, I told you to get she your ass up. One, she, she probably was the only person of uh Caucasian descent inside that house. So I don't know what uh what happened. Uh, with all the family, she kicked, her, she kicked her ass out the house like Uncle Phil. <laughs> Show ass out here, yeah. She did, she, she snatched her ass up, black mama said, right there, get, get your ass out of there. Like, that. When, when I was first watching, I was like, why is she dancing in that boy's lap? I was like, wait, somebody is pulling her up. I said, yeah. <laughs> the first I thought she was snapping, I was like, oh, she getting a dance on. I, was yeah, like, I, thought, no. she, I thought she was TikToking or something. Yeah, shit. I thought at first. Then it was like, oh, no, you see the mama like, get your ass. I told you. Right? Oh, man. Shorty wanted to let everybody know this my man. Yeah. You ain't coming. This is my man. I'm going to be mad. His mom was like, nah. The funniest part about it is, is that there is a job for a guy to get women for these players. So, I mean, you don't matter unless he makes you matter. Yeah. If, if, you know what I'm saying? Like, you doing all that extra shit on TV just makes you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how. Let's see this, this same effort, you know, put in right. when. Right, when, when he in Dallas and he snowed in in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, the snowed in, like snowed in, Michael Irvin snowed in, or like old Super Bowl, last Super Bowl in Dallas when it was I actually mean, snowed? Either way. Like Coke snowed in or just like it, <laughs> they unprepared for the snow in Dallas snowed in. Just want to know. Just want to know. Either, either, either one. Either okay, one. okay. It both, both. I'm snowed in with the Coke. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. making sure. You find, you find yourself in like a Michael Jordan situation where I, did, I didn't do none of that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, know, they, I I didn't know that was going on in there. <laughs> Wait. I walked out. Did y'all see last? I sent it to the guys in our group. Did y'all see the joke one where they had to do kind of talking over it? And he was like, he built, he was like a, uh, Steve Kerr and now Bill Paxson, John Paxson, and uh, Bill Winton was over here doing this to a woman. And at the end of it, he was like, he's like, shit, I moved back in with my mother. I'm trying to be the goat. Did y'all see that one? If y'all didn't see that one, I'm gonna right, send it to y'all. I'm gonna send it to y'all. It's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, Have me laughing for a whole day. But it's from that, if they took that excerpt and then they kind of just played with it, it was pretty good. We'll send it to y'all after the show is over. Oh, yeah. man. All right. It's great. Then David sitting here with the Dad Talking Shit podcast. Uh, it's been six months since Joker was released and the award-winning film is still causing a stir. A study published in the Journal of American Medical Association, a uh, peer-reviewed medical journal, found that the film was associated with higher levels of prejudice towards people with mental illness. The study had 84 participants complete a 28-item prejudice towards people with mental illness scale before and after watching Joker. Joker uh, was associated with higher levels of prejudice towards those with mental illness, the study found. Beyond prejudice, a Associating, associating mental illness with violence may road support for, policy, for policies that we know will be beneficial for those with mental illness, uh, integration communities. Additionally, Joker uh, may uh, exacerbate 
the self-stigma for those with mental illness uh, leading to delays in seeking help. It's noted that the limitation of the study is it did not assess uh, whether viewing Joker was associated with actual behavior. In the Dark Knight, Joker asked, why so serious? One might level the question at us, arguing the Joker is nothing uh, to be concerned with, researchers wrote. However, with this view, it ignores the profound consequence of prejudice has on mental illness. Uh, Phoenix and uh, director Todd Phillips defended the Dark Origin story amid backlash. Phillips told NPR's Terry Gross on Fresh Air that he purposely wanted to explore the consequences of cutting social services for mental health. We went through it. Uh, it is important to shine a light in that system, he said earlier this year. And I think a lot of people, the system is broke. And why not use a film to make a point about that? The it, it, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean no, to no, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It amazes me it took a film for motherfuckers to realize that COVID funding was. The yeah, fuck? I'm going to say, is this something? funded for years. Is right? this something new? Yeah, right. Yeah. Tilly Park, Tilly, Park is, Tilly Park Mental Hospital has been shut down for at least eight to nine years. Yeah, and now we want to talk about because Jack Queen. I mean, he did a good ass job. It was a good movie, but now now we're talking about cutting funding. Fuck off. Yeah, no, it's this has been going. It's been going crazy for a long time. I was, I know Ken and I usually talk about this. Like, man, growing up, we didn't, you didn't see it. Uh, you didn't see so many people that you clearly knew had uh, mental issues just out in the streets by themselves. You, you mm-hmm. never saw that really because, right. like you, you said, Franco, you had you had facilities out there in Tilly mm-hmm. Park, the one is uh, everybody knows here in Chicago. You you, you knew about that one, but now it's, the funding has been cut dramatically across the board, not just here, obviously in Illinois, but across the country, and it's kind of like now y'all want to talk about it because of a movie? Like, yeah, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully something happens. But once again, once, once again it comes down to where your taxes are going. Do you know what's, Do you know who's uh, representing you? Do you know somebody who's willing to um, uh, campaign to fund, fund these kind of, uh, kind of facilities, whatever like that? So, uh, I mean, I guess it's good to get the, get the name out. I mean, get it out there to begin with. But this has been happening forever. Well, I say forever, but for uh, far too long. I mean, the, using... that's a turning point. Like mm-hmm. when, when the, and you can you see it in the movie when she told, "Oh, we're not funding no more. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get the help no more." And that was the turning point in the movie. <laughs> and so in real life, when when Tinley Park, all that stuff closed, you start seeing more crime and all that stuff happening. Yeah. I personally think that if you had all these mass shootings happening, and of course, as the news puts it, when it's typically a white person, right, lone wolf. Uh, Lone Wolf, mental health, and all that. You would think that that would 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 start the conversation on funding, but not <laughs> not a movie, not a joke movie, not a DC movie. movie. <laughs> I know hey, that's that show. That was a great, powerful ass movie. It was, yeah, yeah it was. It was a great movie. Yeah, I know. Old heads have always told me that, like in the seventies, perhaps early eighties, that there were rehab clinics and mental illness clinics, several. In Chicago, I think it used to be one. Actually, we were talking about uh, 26 in California. It used to be one over there on tw- by 26 in California for a rehab or something like that. And they closed all these down on purpose. And even when you look at what Rom did, with like you know, like now how uh, the schools, public schools, for instance, have come out and been like, you know what, we didn't, we did a disservice to your kids if your kid is uh, has any type of like learning disability or issue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you look at how they cut all those services, and it was it was a report like some years ago about people who were leaving Chicago because they couldn't get those services for their kids anymore. I mean, yeah. man, it's a plan, it's a scheme that they've been sitting here doing for the longest to try to get the people they want to live in that bubble to be in that bubble and the people they don't out of the box, basically. Yeah, Ryan, what do you think? 
I mean, I like uh, a lot of the points that you guys are saying. I, I just think overall with mental health, there's still just a general stigma where everybody's just kind of like eye roll or just kind of laugh it off. Like, oh, it ain't that big of a deal. Just toughen up. That's all it is. And we still are just still scratching the surface of what these yeah. issues can do, how to treat these issues. I mean, it's still just so underfunded, so understudied and, Nobody really wants to listen to it, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I think everyone just still has that thing like, oh, if you got a mental issue, you must be just weak mentally somehow. Mm. Right. Or right. they or they give you a bunch of drugs and they drug you out. Exactly. Yeah. That. And I'll say so much time has passed since all these facilities closed. Nobody want to put in the effort to no. even study it now because they got to go back so many years mm-hmm. and do so much. Like running a statistic with 28 people, that's – I don't find it viable. Like – Mm-hmm. Give me at least I mean, hundred people. You get some, you get some data, but yeah, you're not. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you, there's still facilities out, um, like Loretto, Madden, uh, even the one that my my lovely wife works at. Uh, 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 mm, you better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to call it by the real like hospital name, not the actual like 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 the parent hospital, not the actual hospital. But Oaks. I mean, there, there are facilities. I mean. Alexi Brothers, I know they have a facility too, but it's just, it's, it, you're right, uh, uh, Ken. Like it, 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 it was, they had a lot of more facilities, they had a lot of uh, programs and stuff like that that they just, just often just cut. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let me ask you, let's, uh, ask you guys this. Like I said, you, you all worked in the county for a very long time. What are the percentage of guys you look in there, you see, is like, man, you should probably be in a, a mental facility, but not in jail? Mm, good question, dude. Um, I would say Frank don't want them all in jail. See how he just paused right there. <laughs> no, no, wait. No, he lock his ass up. <laughs> Throw him a sag. 23 on one, goddammit. Give me this mental facility business. <laughs> so, well, well, if y'all want to, I mean, to be honest, yeah. To speaking, the Cook County, the, the jail has turned into a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. It's the largest mental health facility inside the state, even though it's called. A, it's not even called jail. It's called Cook County Correctional Facility. Correctional Facility. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So even the word in itself is for, is for, to correct behavior, behavior for whatever. The, the the but the thing is they they focus on mental health. They focus on um, providing uh, like <laughs> excuse me COVID. Yeah. Right. Right. Providing <laughs> programs for the detainees. So. You know, for me, me and Ray, the the real true people who I would say probably like 30, 40 percent. Wow. 30, 25, 30, between 25, 30, 35. Mm-hmm. On the high end, yeah. On the high end. Uh, most of them just be bullshitting. To get yeah, out. and we see it. We see it a lot. You get out early. When you get out early, if you go in and take them pills, they'd be like, yeah, you crazy. I'm, 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 mm-hmm. And I, I know I know people personally. And it's like, wait, you're taking medication? And it's like, yeah, because basically this is going to take time off for me being locked up. Yeah. Then, yeah. then they don't even take the medication because I see it a lot. They, they, they own those programs. They, they get labeled that, oh, you're this level, so you got to take these meds. But a lot of them don't take the meds. They, they, them they sell them. Cheek them, give them somebody else, and somebody else OD off of mm. Which blows my mind. Why the fuck you would take meds from another man's cheek? I, that, yeah, that bit in his mouth. You might as well kiss him. <laughs> At that point, you might as well swap, swap, right? Yeah. 
tongue kiss him. Tongue kiss the pill right off his tongue. Why not? Snowball the medication. Wow. You you get you get this quality from that talking shit podcast right here. That's some shit talking right there. All right, let's try, let's try to run through these real quick. Yep. All right, uh, Chris Hisworth said that he's become fascinated by the world of professional uh, wrestling as he prepares to portray Hulk Hogan in a biopic for Netflix. No uh, the, shit. Yeah, the superhero star is <laughs> <Sam's> favorite. <laughs> I knew this was coming. The superhero star is set to play the 1980s wrestling icon in the movie, which will be directed by Joker filmmaker Todd Phillips. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. So oh, I didn't you know about the director. The big question. Ken, will you watch this movie? You know how much you loved Hulk Hogan. Stop. You know, for anybody who knows, I hate Hulk Hogan. <laughs> once he showed, now you do. Once he showed his true nature, it destroyed my childhood. But he was your hero before yeah. it, it, technically, comments. Technically, he wasn't a sound wrestler. I know this, but that, that big boot drop meant something to me in my childhood. <laughs> but fuck him for life. Take that's, it away. That's just what it is. This is he it, he wrestled it is. like an 80-year-old his whole career. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going like, to watch the movie and take a trip down memory lane of your childhood? I'm not going to, you know what? I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to seek it out, but at one point, perhaps I will, but I'm definitely not going to, I'm not like, man, I can't wait to see it. Uh, man, dude, I'll be honest with you. You only got to smack me on my face one time for me to be like, okay, I got you now. And like, I don't come back for more. Like, but let me tell you, I'm just, I'm a human being too. Nah, fuck it. It's over. It's a wrap. I keep it moving. See, I, w- I do want to see how they go about it. I mean, is it going to be, Oh, you yeah, always support right. wrestling and race, yeah. racism. So we knew you was there for everything. You <laughs> wrestling and racism are your passions. You were like, does Vince McMahon man hate my face? Let me still give him my money. That's Demas. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I am, but I am very curious to see where they go down with this. How they? I mean, you're watching it, right? I probably like it. Yeah, I probably watch it. I'm gonna support that shit. I want to see if they show. Uh, if they try to make it seem like he just became racist at that moment when he made the comment, or if he's been that way his entire life, they're not gonna show that. But I'm just that's why I'm gonna watch this. That's there, what I'm. That's what I'm curious about. Show, how show true is gonna be? He's gonna be very careful with that. They're gonna be very careful. They're gonna show him uh, call, calling Tiny Lister the N word during No Holds Bars <laughs> tapings. <laughs> you black son of a bitch. <laughs> No, this is part of the script. It's part of the script. Yeah, see, it's right there. Line 32. (laughs) Vince wrote it. Right. Uh, All right, I'm going to skip over one because I know you guys want to do the last dance. So this is the last one off of this list. Yeah. Uh, Teddy versus Face. What were your guys' thoughts? What? I didn't even watch it. I watched it. I love the quality. Listen, Teddy Riley did us so such a service. One, I didn't know he hated us, but he did us such a service because you had to hate us. Listen, those two, it was some of the funniest shit ever. If it went well, it wouldn't have been as funny, especially being locked in the house. Boy, that shit was toe down funny as fuck. It was too Everybody yeah, they redid it. Real they redid it two days later. Two days later, but still, yeah, I'm not. You fucked up the first time. <laughs> it was, dude. It, that shit was funny. Taylor <laughs> was in there cheating. Taylor was cheating. using songs that he, dude, dude he did not a do a synthesizer. Exactly, he didn't do Human Nature uh, remix. He was using songs that he didn't even do. Right, I like he had a whole goddamn band and still was. He, and he had to do a hype man behind him the first go round when he because he was going and they actually showed it like a, uh, a couple of days before it was initially supposed to happen. The babyface ended up getting coronavirus, 
uh, Teddy did this thing where he was in that studio and he was playing with the band. And I was thinking, like, he going to try to do this shit for the battle with Babyface. Mm-hmm. And he tried to do that shit through fucking Instagram. And he was like, what the fuck is you doing? Go to a room and play the motherfucking songs. And tried to re- fucking reboot his whole motherfucking career, which uh, social media-wise, it has been phenomenal for them. I think Babyface oh, went from yeah. like 400,000 to 1 point something million. Yeah. And Teddy yeah. is almost at a million followers. And he was probably like at maybe 300 or something like that. Yeah. Social media-wise, it has definitely propelled them and brought a new generation to them. But still, Teddy Riley was on some fuck shit. And it was hilarious. Yeah, the first time, it was the first time, especially with the memes and Spice Adams doing videos and everything like like that it was it was hilarious the second time they did it though it came out really well and, and, and the sound quality is a lot better so the second time you just kind of sat back and just enjoyed it you know so it was kind of like a little concert or whatever like that but it was cool though guys all right so we, we we're going to get tomorrow episode what four three and four, three and four. Three and four. Of, uh, the last dance is going to be centered around phil jackson getting the job and doug collins being dismissed and uh dennis, dennis Rodman fleeing to las vegas with carmen lecture during the good old days <laughs> i would have flicked I would have flagged you exactly. It was good all over the place. <laughs> it's like, ugh, dude, you broke it. But uh, yeah, so what are your guys? What were your guys' thoughts on the first two episodes, and what are you expecting from the next two episodes? Oh man, uh, it was it was nothing yeah, short of great, man. One. It was nothing short of great, man. I, I I really see how they did, Scotty. Mm-hmm. I really see it, and and I think they took advantage of this country boy who didn't know no much went to this real small school now he want to play with the big league so we gonna you know do him Bro, in. Luke longley made more money than scotty how is that possible? i got a little problem with that <laughs> why isn't anyone blaming his agent yeah where's scotty's yeah. agent yeah. in all of this his hey. jerry said don't sign the deal and he signed it and his agent was the one brokering this deal and didn't do anything for him afterwards yeah Jerry still should have ripped the deal up, though. Yeah, yeah. should have. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, we know, there's up. no talk about Scotty's agent at all so far these couple weeks. But we it's all just know the Bulls did wrong. We all know Jerry wasn't going to rip up that damn deal. Yeah, right. but that's but see that's that also shows you the problem with the Bulls right now because and both organizations when it comes to superstars, he plays them, but the people that need them and they keep feeding on the Jerry and Jerry doesn't do right by those big time players and then he gets pissed off when they're not kissing the ring, dude. It was no reason for Michael Jordan to, to not get paid what he's paid the last two years of that deal. Like, people forget when he came back for that 17 games, he wasn't getting paid. When he came back for that first season, he wasn't getting paid. Michael Jordan, I mean, and to say that, well, he was getting Nike money. You know what? I like my Nike money, but I like that NBA money on top of that Nike right. money. Yeah, exactly. And Jerry Reinsdorf, yeah. he didn't have to make them the highest paid players, but they both should have been the top five in their positions at that point. You could have short bought the rest of them in Memphis. Like, the fact that he cons- consistently does shit like this, and people sit there and, and, and act like, man, they're going to turn that shit around. Man, fuck Jerry, I mean, mm-hmm. fuck Jerry Reinsdorf because, dude, you have brand franchises that I love into the ground. And remember that, uh, was it Daryl Moore or somebody that came out, a uh, general manager that was like, yeah, when I met Jerry, he told me, all you want to do is be second because you don't want uh, oh, expectations yeah. to be too high. And he was like, I ain't say that shit. And we know he said that shit. Look, man, I'm, that alone, yeah, and you're right, Ryan, that's on his agent. But even, if, I'll say another part that's on his agent. You got to get an opt-out in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? You should have brought that to the table. Like, man, that before it even happened, listen, you know what? Let's get an opt-out. You you said it's bad, right, owner? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. He wants the security. Let's put an opt-out right here so just so he can come back to the market. Like that, so that part is definitely on his agent. But for Jerry Ronsdorf to, to still be benefiting 
from Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan. And at that point, all he had to do was give them a little bit more cash. And was like, you sign that deal, fuck it. Man, that's some bullshit. It is. Hey, man, I just, I just want to know what, how old are the, are the children the blood he's bathing in? So, look, so young. Man, he's he was on the Bulls and the White Sox for decades. Oh, virgin blood. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't know. How, like, what the fuck is this regimen? It's that. It's, it's called that. It's called that good money being rich to yeah. the motherfucker. Yes. Uh, and real quick before we go up out of here, uh, Tim Floyd actually came out. He had an article. Well, I read the article on ESPN. He basically told Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, asked Tim Tim Floyd to tell Jerry Krause not to break it up because you know what I'm saying. And Tim Floyd was like, "Man, y'all, like, do you understand what y'all have? You have the Beatles on your hands. Don't fucking do this shit. Don't break Three it up. Let it die naturally." He said eventually then he took the job, but even Tim Floyd was like, you motherfuckers crazy to break this up, but Facts. it's about to take this job, though. You win three championships <laughs> in a row, now you want to break up a team. That's right. Ridiculous. Right, exactly. Yeah. Listen, we, Only the Bulls. <laughs> we <laughs> definitely, look, we definitely appreciate you two uh, for coming on, Ray and Franco. We look forward to doing this again. Make sure you yeah, follow man. these guys at DTS underscore podcast. Support the uh, Dad's Talking Shit podcast. You two be safe out there while yeah, y'all man, here working you, in this world. Stay safe, guys. Keep your family safe. We definitely appreciate it. Hey, everybody, don't do anything crazy for you from the skin. Keep your hands safe. Right. Appreciate y'all. Right. Cool. Watch those hands. Stay healthy. You That's too. Right. The flip.